How does protein synthesis work? Well, in a eukaryotic cell, it all starts in the cell nucleus. It starts with chromosomes. Chromosomes uh, is DNA, DNA wrapped tightly around histones, and it contains genes, and the genes code for protein and DNA. The chromosome and is made of a DNA double helix, and the double helix is held together by hydrogen bonds, and it runs anti-parallel. The, the first step is called transcription. This happens when a RNA polymerase unzips the DNA helix strand and free floating nucleotides come and attach to the template strand by the help of helicase, which attaches the free floating nucleotides. The template strand is opposite to the coding strand. The coding strand doesn't do anything in protein synthesis. Nucleotides is a phosphate sugar, has a phosphate sugar backbone and a base attached. This creates the DNA sequence, which is using pairing. The base pairs are AT and CG. This new strand of nucleotides connected together is called the M messenger strand or mRNA strand. It is made of introns and exons. The introns have to be spliced out by an uh, enzyme called a spliceosome, so only leaving the exons left. After this happens, it is called mature mRNA. This mature mRNA moves to outside the nucleus to the ribosome or the rRNA. The ribosome then attaches tRNA or transfer RNA to the messenger RNA. The bit of the transfer RNA that attaches is in three sequence. It's called the anticodon, which attaches to the codon of the messenger RNA. On top of the transfer RNA is amino acids. These amino acids cause a chain, which will then turn into protein. The chain of amino acids is held together by peptide bonds, which makes an amino acid chain or polypeptide chain. These polypeptide chains then move out of the ribosome and go into the cytoplasm, where it is folded into protein. There's four steps of the protein synthesis. So there's the first, the primary structure, which is just the amino acid chain. The secondary structure is folded into he alpha helix or beta sheets to four, and the force that holds it together is hydrogen bonds. Alpha sheets, alpha helix is a helix held together by hydrogen bonds and beta sheets are sh uh, sheets of DNA, I mean amino acids that go back and forth. The next structure is tertiary, and these is held together and made into a shape by R groups that are bonded by strong forces like covalent bonds. This creates a specific shape of the protein. The next step, which is not necessary in some proteins, but in others, is qu the quaternary structure. This is where different tertiary structures attach to the same amino acid chain to form a bigger specific protein. 
The next step is it is sent out and used in the cell in its specific area. In prokaryotic cells, it is a little different. It is conducted in the cytosol as there is no nucleus. It has linear strands of DNA instead of chromosomes. And, it's not and, chrome and DNA is not wrapped around helicase. Apart from that, everything else is the same. There are many uses of protein in the body. One is enzymes, which speeds up chemical reactions. Another is peptide hormones, which are small protein molecules that regulate physiology and behavior in multicellular organisms by, by facilitating communication between cells. Another is hormones, which affects how the body reacts. Another is antibodies. These antibodies are proteins that prevent infection by binding to the specific infection and giving off a warning so that white blood cells can come and kill it. Proteins create enzymes. Enzymes are used in the cell to speed up the rate of chemical reactions by lowering activation energy. Substrates come to the activation site where the, of the enzyme and the substrates bind to the specific region of the enzyme. The enzyme then changes its shape slightly to better accommodate the substrate. This is called the induced fit model. The enzyme then squeezes tight to the substrate and then breaks its bonds or creates bonds, either letting go and then lets go of the substrate, ready to receive more substrates. There are some things that affect the working of enzymes. One of them is temperature. So there is an optimal temperature at which enzymes can do chemical reactions with the substrates. Another is pH. There has to be a, a, a specific optimal area of, for the enzyme. So pepsin works better in an acidic uh, environment, while trypsin works better in an alkaline environment, which is two different enzymes used in the body. Another is the amount of concentration of enzymes. So the more enzymes there are, it's going to faster reactions of breaking or binding substrates. But if there's too many enzymes, the rate will stop and slow down and will not increase because there's not enough substrates. Similar to the uh, concentration of substrate reactants. The more reactants there are, the faster it will go until there's too many reactants and the enzyme things in the cell that will inhibit the enzyme's activity. These are called inhibitors. There are two types of inhibitors. They're irreversible inhi inhibitors, which damage the enzyme, meaning it can never connect to a substrate again, and the reversible inhibitors, which are there for only a few times which the cell and the cell concentrates these. There are two types of reversible inhibitors, competitive and non-competitive. A competitive en enzyme inhibitor is a, is a specific inhibitor that has the same shape as a substrate and, and attaches to the enzyme, forming an enzyme inhibitor complex. This means that the substrate cannot connect to the enzyme and the chemical reaction takes longer. The other is called the non-competitive. This is when an inhibitor binds to an allo 
not the active engine start, but a little uh, further away from the It pushes up and it will change the activation site's a specific shape. This means that the substrate cannot work well and will not form the chemical reaction correctly. The rate of enzyme catalyst reaction is greatly reduced by both of these two things.